Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our hope that these messages are an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Do you know the name Babe Ruth? Even if you are not a baseball fan, you have probably heard of Babe Ruth. Few people would say that he was the best baseball player ever, but most would say that he was something special, a rare talent that stood out among his peers and even stands out in history. But do you know the name Yitzhak Perlman? You should, because he is the Babe Ruth of violin players. Yitzhak Perlman had two major events occur when he was four years old. The first was when he contracted polio and lost the ability to walk. The second event was when he heard someone playing the violin. He was drawn to the instrument because, quote, he liked the sound. He began taking lessons at the age of five and traveled to the United States when he was 13 years old to attend Juilliard. He did not speak English. He and his mother lived in a tiny New York apartment, and he took a cab across the city alone every day to attend the music school, pushing his violin and then his crutches into the cab before almost falling into the back seat. But Yitzhak Perlman is not famous for overcoming a terrible illness or struggling to walk or his story of living in a foreign country. He wants people to fall in love with the instrument he fell in love with at four years old. He wants you to listen to the music he plays with such skill and passion. He is considered the greatest violinist of this generation. Through his recordings and videos, he may remain the most famous violinist in history. When Yitzhak Perlman is not playing for thousands of fans, he spends time teaching the violin. When he teaches, his favorite topic is showing young music students how to practice. One of his words of wisdom is to practice slowly. He says, if you practice wrong, you will remember wrong and play wrong. He urges his students to slow down and learn to play the right way. We have talked about King David as the man with a heart like God's. His songs and poems give us a unique insight into that heart. In earlier podcasts, we have talked about the privilege of listening in on David's prayers, listening in as he talks of his fears, his joys, his hopes, his needs. One of those psalms is 141. But unlike other poems and prayers of David that we have talked about, this one does not seem to be written about a specific event in his life. This was not written in a crisis or spoken after an intense battle. Does that make it any less important or practical? Quite the opposite. Without drama or crisis, in a quiet moment, what would David pray about and pray for? The first image is important to set the stage and tone of the prayer. May my prayer be counted as incense before you, the lifting up of my hands as the evening offering. This is a prayer set in the evening, as the day has settled and the wind has died down so that the smoke of the incense can be seen drifting upwards. David asks that his prayers rise up to God and be as pleasant and as welcome as the smell of the incense. He takes the time during this unhurried moment to consider an important point. What do I need to work on to do better? Think back to Yitzhak Perlman. He does not try and learn a difficult passage while on stage and performing it. 
He takes the time away from the audience to consider and to begin to practice the difficult passage in the music. He very deliberately slows down to make sure the issues are resolved and he develops confidence for the performance. But then he takes this a step further. He teaches his students to do the same thing. Think again of what David is saying in the psalm. As he composes this, it's not just about him, but for all of those that will read and sing this psalm in the future. David is saying to us, take the time to address your spiritual needs in the quiet times so that you will be ready with the skills and knowledge to be successful. But what area does David need work on? He says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. It is not surprising that the images that David uses are military, seeing that he was a leader of some of the best soldiers and warriors in history. But he is asking God to safeguard something that is very vulnerable, his words. There are many other places in the Bible that discuss the problems and dangers of what we say. Jesus makes a comparison between saying something hurtful to someone and committing murder. The New Testament writer James describes the tongue as a restless evil full of deadly poison. So it is not unusual for someone to ask God to help them with what they say. The remarkable thing is that in this quiet moment of contemplation, King David is asking God to post a guard over what he says. David is saying, this is an area that I need to improve and that I need help. Compare this idea to something written about a thousand years later. The Apostle Paul wrote to the believers that were living in the city of Ephesus. And God gave us the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, for whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. In January of 2021, a father and his two young children were visiting a California beach when all three were swept off of the rocks by a wave. Despite the actions of bystanders and the first responders, all three drowned. How does that happen? In the news article, it was mentioned that they were not from the area. They must not have understood the power of the surf and the danger of being on the rocks when the waves were so high. Sadly, they were not the only ones lost that weekend to the waves. The Apostle Paul uses an image like this tragedy to talk about the spiritual danger of not growing and maturing as a believer. He says that the waves of misunderstanding and false information are deadly and that we can be like children being swept into the spiritual surf. But Paul says there is a solution. We need to keep growing and maturing in our knowledge, understanding, and application of God's Word. Paul says the goal is to grow up in every way towards maturity, and in that maturity, help others achieve the same thing. 
Yitzhak Perlman is in his 70s and has been playing his beloved violin for seven decades. In a recent interview, someone asked him if, after thousands of performances, does he still practice? And when he does, what does he practice? His immediate answer was, scales. I always begin with scales. Scales are one of the very first things that a new music student learns. But the great violinist himself knows that it is important to not only learn, but to remember the basics. David would have recognized this truth. Even the aged and wise king offers a prayer, asking that his God help him to keep growing in wisdom and maturity. David says a little later in Psalm 141, Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. The idea here is that if someone were to see David about to follow in evil, either in what he was saying or what he was doing, the king hoped someone would stop him to the point of knocking him down. David would call such action a kindness. David knows that controlling what he says is a basic concept, but is also a critical part of being pleasing to God and pleads with God to help him secure his words. These images presented in Psalm 141 and Ephesians are images of someone that began a journey to God and knows that there is always more to learn, more to understand, more to teach others. David shares with us so that we know we need God's help to keep growing spiritually. Paul says we share this journey with others that God has given to help us grow to maturity. Yitzhak Perlman loved the sound of the violin and thus devoted his life to playing what he loved. When we hear and learn of the love of God, we can devote our lives to growing in the practice of his word. Remember, we practice what we love. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.